There was this story about a couple who were visited by their pastor one Sunday evening. And after dinner, the wife noticed that one of their spoons was missing. And then she told the husband, the pastor has stolen our spoon. I'm going to call him. And the husband said, take it easy. Take it easy. Just leave it alone. He said, okay. After a year, the pastor visited again the same couple. And as he sat at the table, the woman could not control herself. He said, pastor, why did you steal our spoon the last time you ate here? And then the pastor said, have you checked your Bible? And then the, the pastor left. Then the woman went to, the, to her shelf, picked up the Bible, opened the Bible, and saw the spoon right in the middle of the Bible. <laughs> Morale of the story. Read your Bible. <laughs> because the Bible contains the words of eternal life. The gospel today tells us about the crowd who came to Jesus on the other side of the Sea of Tiberias because Jesus, so to say, was running away for, for his life because the Pharisees have sought to arrest him and kill him because he healed a paralytic on the Sabbath day and the paralytic was carrying his mat. Very big offense to the Pharisees. And they said, who told you to carry your mat? Say, the man who healed me, of course. Who is that man? Jesus. Again, Jesus? We're going to get him this time. So Jesus, he ran to Galilee. He left Jerusalem. So he fed 5,000 and they were so happy. He said, wow, this must be the king. And Jesus knew in that, knowing they are going to take him by force. He escaped again the second time. Now they met him. Hey, Jesus, we've been looking for you. Where have you been? All this while. Come on. And Jesus said, I know what you're looking for. You're looking for bread and fish. And he was right. He said, oh, yeah, you're right. Our fathers ate manna in the wilderness. So you, what are you going to give to us? Jesus said, do not look, do not labor, do not walk for the food that perishes. In other words, that will not last. But rather, walk or look for the food that will give you eternal life. So today, what is eternal life? I don't have all the answers, but many think that eternal life is what you get after you die, when you are buried six feet below, and somehow you appear somewhere beyond the blues by and by. But, reading the writings of First John, like they say, written by John the Beloved, or some other person, you know, theologians will argue, but for me, John the Beloved, one of the apostles, wrote and said, these things we write unto you that believe in Christ Jesus, that you may know that you have eternal life. He didn't say that you are going to have eternal life when you die. He said, no, that you may know that you have present tense. You have it right now as we are reading my letters. John was telling them, as you read these letters I've sent to you, brothers and sisters in Christ, know that you have eternal life. Woo! That gets me excited. I have it right now as I'm talking to you. And you have it right now as you are sitting down there looking at me. If or because you believe in Jesus Christ. Now, eternal life, simple put, is the nature of God. The nature of God. The new birth. What we believe we received in our baptism. 
the new life. Being like Christ, being like God, that is eternal life. It's not the homo sapien life. <laughs> it is the divine life. That is what makes the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian because he has the divine life, not the homo sapien life. The homo sapien life, the scientists tell us, are limited to the five senses. Your hearing, your seeing, your smelling, your tasting, and your feeling. If you live like that, the scripture says, you will die. Not physical death, you will also die spiritual death if you live only within your five senses. But Jesus said, do not labor for the things that only please your five senses. Food, clothing, houses, cars, money, positions, power, beauty. Is it brown they call it? You know, the men that gym and try to look muscular, you know. Don't only look for those things just for it alone. Because you will die. Jesus was telling them. Say, but I am the bread of life that came down from the Father. Let me end with this story. I read it some, I heard it somewhere. But it happened in America. I was, the, the, the storyteller said that during the time of the gold rush in America, I don't know whether it was in California or somewhere else, <laughs> There was this man, this young American, looking for the bright future, the American dream. His father has bequeathed the house, the farmland to him when the father died. When he heard that there was good rush in some place, somewhere in America, he sold the house, he sold the farmland, and he took the money, and he went looking with, with, for the gold, wherever it was. He spent his money for accommodation, for feeding, and hiring of labor, and digging, and doing everything, looking for gold. After a long time, no gold found. Tired and frustrated, he said, I will go back to my hometown. He got back to his hometown, and he said, I will go and, I will go and check out my former house that I sold. And when he got there, he couldn't find the house couldn't find the farm. All he saw were men and machines digging, excavating, and everywhere was upside down. No house, no farm, no ground. All malls of hills and dust and soil and earth. And he asked somebody, what's going on here? Where's the house that was here? Number so, 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 so. It's gone, fella. What happened? The man who bought it discovered a huge lump of gold in his farmland. And when the news got round, hey, the rush came to your former, your former apartment. <laughs> and he said, oh my. Unknowingly, he sold a field of gold to go and search for gold that was not. Are you here this morning? Are you searching for gold where there is none? Are you selling your life? Are you selling your soul? Searching for gold where there is none. Jesus invites you today. Give me your heart. Give me your soul. I am the bread of life. He that believes in me will never thirst. He that comes to me will never hunger. Are you killed or being killed, suppressed, depressed by a thirst and a hunger? That is uncontrollable. Is it cigarette? Is it alcohol? Is it sex? 
Is it drugs? Is it gossip? Malice? Unforgiveness? Something is eating you up. Can't bear it. Jesus said, come to me. If you believe in me, you will never thirst. You will never hunger. That thing that is killing you will disappear. Once Jesus comes into your life, once he puts the divine life, eternal life into you, it crushes, destroys, uproots, drive away whatever it is that is holding you bound. And as I stop now, I pray for you. If you are here under the sound of my voice, I pray for you in the name of Jesus. That if you believe, whatever it is that is depressing you, lifts you right now. You are free because you believe in Jesus' name. Amen.